with authority. 49ers kicker Robbie Gold joins us from Santa Clara today on an off day, so we appreciate your time, Robbie. Let's get right into it. You're doing some great things with the uh, Cal's Angels. Can you explain what you're doing and, and how much money you're donating for every kick made and, and where it's going to go? Yeah, so Cal's Angels is a uh, pediatric nonprofit uh, that helps uh, grant wishes for families, raise awareness, and uh, devoted to finding a cure through research uh, for pediatric cancer. So. Um, this is a group that I've been very close with for the last couple years and I decided this year uh, that we're going to donate $500 for every made field goal and uh, my goal is to raise $50,000 for them by the end of the season. Obviously I can't do that all on my own and <laughs> hopefully uh, we kick a lot of field goals but <laughs> I'd like to see a lot of extra points, right? So um, for me it's been awesome because I have a, a company uh, Eventlify, which is a software management company for events. And uh, we were able to pair our platform with this uh, organization and this cause. And uh, if anybody wants to get involved, go to kicks, the number four kids.eventlify.com. And um, I'm excited to have everybody get involved. And whether it's a small donation or a big donation, doesn't really matter to me. Just anything that anybody would like to give uh, would be amazing. Just to clarify, so an extra point would count as a kick too, right? I know you guys want to score touchdowns, so you want to kick more extra points than not this year. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to, we're doing it for every field goal. Okay. Um, but I know I can't kick enough to get to $50,000 <laughs> for field goals, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so uh, for me, it's just a matter of being able to use this platform as an athlete to uh, be able to give back to families uh, that I've been, you know, everybody in some capacity has a family member that's been, um, affected by cancer, right? And I have three kids of my own. So uh, being around families that are going through pediatric cancer and their fight and, and joining them in this fight uh, is something that's been really unique for me over the years, but I think also gives me the opportunity uh, to ease what they're going through and not thinking about their fight that they're going through. Mm -hmm. Uh, you mentioned a little bit, you have, you obviously have children of your own. Was that something when you got involved with Cal's Angels, was there a particular person that came to you or was there a, a kid you came across in your time as being a pro athlete that said, you know, I really want to get involved with this kind of cause? Well, I think it all started when I started my foundation a long mm -hmm. time ago. Um, and then we broke that off into doing a lot of work for a lot of different organizations. And then I started working with a lot of the hospitals, Lurie Children's more specifically, and uh, I got introduced to some of the kids who uh, obviously go into Lurie that have um, benefited from Cal's Angels. Uh, I've met them al along the way uh, of trying to figure out, hey, what is it that where my heart really lies? And at the end of the day, like I found that I always came back to pediatric cancer in hospitals. And, you know, when you're going into a hospital, um, you're never really going there for something that's over the top joyful, right? Um, unless you're ringing the bell or you know, you're giving birth or having a, a newborn child, you know, and I think uh, for me going in there and sitting with the families and being a part of the hospital and just going through uh, these conversations with them allowed me to open up my eyes a little bit to say, hey, like there is something I can do here. And this is just a big part of uh, that, that concept of let's get the families away from thinking about what they're going through, whether it be by the granting the wishes um, or, you know, finding a cure for pediatric cancer. Uh, you talk about some of these wishes. Is there one that particular stands out to you that either you were involved or you thought that really kind of tugged at your heartstrings maybe more than the other one? I know they're all important, but is there one that kind of stands out for you? 
Well, you know, we've done a lot along the way. I think the big thing about what these guys do is they take in the requests. Mm -hmm. And what I, I love about Cal's Angels is, you know, they don't forget about the siblings. And I think that's a huge part of like, hey, yeah, there is a child going through it, but the siblings are just as uh, affected by the routine being thrown off or going through it emotionally uh, with their siblings. So, um, you know, every to me, every wish that gets granted means a lot simply because it's something that the kids or the families or the siblings are able to share together um, that through hospital bills or appointments or you know, other financial burdens that they wouldn't potentially have been able to have or do. Um, so uh, to me, all of them mean a lot to me just because I'm, I'm huge into spending time with my boys and my, and my wife and my family. Um, so for me, that that's kind of like uh, pulls at my heartstrings just because uh, they get to do something I enjoy to do. So as an athlete, obviously you're kicking and trying to score for your team, but it's a, it's a double whammy. You're doing such great work when you kick a field goal. So I bet you don't feel this, but is there a little extra pressure when you kick field goals this season? Well, I'll give a little <laughs> secret. I'm probably not going to say, oh, like, you're not going to get the $500 when we miss, right? I mean, it's <laughs> not really fair to them. But yeah. I also think that it just provides a little extra motivation to mm -hmm. go out there and play well. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's good. Um, I also know you, you obviously do all this kind of charity work, but you've been recognized for it. You have the Ed Block Courage Award. You're a Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. Why is it important to you? You've been in the NFL a long time. Uh, why is it important for you to give back and use your platform for good like you're doing right now? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, as an athlete, you have the ability to make change. And, you know, usually as athletes, we don't do things to garner attention or, you know, do it to like, oh, look at me, look at me. I think we do it to bring communities together. We do it to bring organizations and people together. I think when you do things like this, and you're doing interviews, you're making a difference because you're having just like other opportunities in social injustice or, you know, um, epilepsy or MS, like any of these conversations, I think are just fire starters to, for people to talk about and get more awareness or Google it and figure out, you know, how can I get involved? And I always tell people, you know, it's not about necessarily always giving money. Uh, I think it's about volunteerism as well, you know, and uh, I think people sometimes think, well, I got to be able to write a huge check in order to make a huge impact. Well, you know, if you give $15, you're making an impact because that's $15 we didn't have to find a cure. That's $15 we didn't have uh, to go towards research, right? So uh, no matter how big or small or even volunteerism, I think uh, just go out in your communities and, and be a, um, an agent of change. And the 49ers, as you all know, are so good at doing this. The NFL is, is too about finding something you're passionate about, passionate about, excuse me, and going for it. So can you explain <clears throat> what it's like to be on a team like the 49ers that are so passionate about different causes, especially with the holidays coming up and helping um, just just to do whatever you're interested in and, and getting out there and, as you said, making change? Yeah, you know, I, when I got here, you know, I had heard how great the place was, obviously, um, just from the owner's perspective and, you know, the things that they like to do and how they treat the players. And then you get here and you realize what they do on Tuesday is probably more important. I know they want to win a Super Bowl, and <laughs> I get that. But what they do every Tuesday and, and what they're doing in the communities to create conversations over the last four years I've been here is like no other organization, mm -hmm. right? And I think that has a huge impact on people. But I also think uh, the York family has made it a precedent to 
be agents of change in their communities and have the players be a part of that. And I'm thankful that I was a Waller Peyton Man of the Year nominee uh, a couple years ago. And it means a lot to me because I think, you know, what they're trying to do is a big part of about who I am. And also uh, you have, you're involved in a lot of charity golf tournaments. Uh, that's also fun as well. Um, Patrick Warburton, was that down in Palm Springs, right? Or the, the yep. Coachella Valley? I was, I was down there uh, in a couple previous stops TV wise. So what did you like about the tournament down in Palm Springs? And what do you like about playing in charity golf just in general? Well, I think what's incredible about uh, charity golf tournaments is you hear a lot about, you know, it's a multi-billion dollar industry of uh, what people are doing to give into either every different type of organization. Mm -hmm. um, but the reality is, is, you know, th that's probably a very low hanging fruit number because that's not every event that's out there. Right. So, you know, I love when people just go on buddies trips and they get together and they raise money for $5,000 or $2,000 and give to a charity of their choice because the buddies had a great weekend or mm -hmm. have a fun golf week. So, um, I just love being able to go meet people and network and talk to celebrities that have either, uh, you know, been at their craft for a long time. It gives me a, the ability to take something from them and come back into the locker room and either be a better leader or do something in my own kicking game that might help me long term. So um, uh, and it's also a huge passion of mine. So. Uh, anytime I get to take the Callaway clubs out on the golf course and swing them <laughs> around, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Best golf course you've played at? Um, I got to play Augusta National. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, I would say that's, that is, yeah. I was going to say, is there, uh, and what's maybe on the bucket list? Augusta is a, a wonderful and obviously a great one, but is there a bucket list item for you there? Yeah. You know, Bandon Dunes is definitely one of those up okay. here uh, in the Northwest part of the country. I also think going overseas to play would be a lot of fun eventually. Mm -hmm. Uh, when my kids are out of the house, I'll probably do that. I don't think I, and truthfully, I can't <laughs> give 14 days to go overseas right now <laughs> for the football career. So, yeah. um, but I've been pretty lucky. One of my goals is to play all the top 100 courses in, in the U S and, um, eventually when I'm done playing, I'll have a lot more time to check those numbers off the list. <laughs> um, what is next or where are you guys at with what your, your foundation is doing? I want to give you a chance to plug anything that you would like to talk about with your foundation, maybe what's upcoming. It's been obviously just the, the weirdest year here. So how can people get involved with your foundation and find out more and what you guys are doing here in the future? Yeah, well, a lot of it is just follow me on social media, RobbieGold09. Um, you know, a big part of the initiative that I'm working on in my hometown is to build a multi-million dollar uh, sports complex for uh, baseball, softball, and football. So uh, hopefully we'll be breaking ground on that in the next several months. Um, but it's been awesome to be a part of that and watch uh, that come to life from the design to the fundraising. Um, so you know, to me, I think um, anytime you can give kids an opportunity to play sports, it creates a lot of great characteristics, uh, even if they don't make it to the major leagues or they don't go and play in the NFL. I think it's just those are sports that, along with golf and other sports, you know, you learn how to play as a team, what it means to be committed to something. And um, I think that helps people long term. So, um, yeah, follow me on my social media. And then uh, obviously for the Cows Angels uh, donation campaign, it's kicks with the number four kids, uh, dot of .com. You're a pretty humble guy. You also got a kind of a, a cool YouTube page. I just saw, I mean, <laughs> where you're doing the interview. So, uh, tell me about your YouTube page as well. I don't want to leave anything out here, Robbie. You yeah. got a lot of different places to find you and, and see what you're up to. I'm really slacking right now. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> you're busy. But, um, you're a busy guy. 
during the quarantine, I wanted to come out of the quarantine with uh, one new skill. Uh, you know, I had done TV. I had done some radio stuff when I was in Chicago. Uh, I haven't really done a whole lot of hosting here since I've been in San Francisco. So uh, going through this whole pandemic, uh, you know, I thought if I could have a skill that I leave with that at least if I start and learn. Um, so I started a podcast and it was great. It's called Kicking It With Robbie. And I think uh, a lot of it was just buddies of mine that I know that I got a chance to have some fun and interview and and talk about their stories and their journeys. And, you know, it's, it's unique. Cause when I, you talk about the golf tournaments, mm-hmm. when you go and play in these golf outings, you're sitting around the table with some of the most brilliant people that either ever play sports or actors or, you know, just amazing, incredible people that you can find something about what they do or how they've done it. Um, that either you don't make the same mistake or mm-hmm. something that you can take along with you to kind of help, uh, perfect your craft. So I enjoy, I've always enjoyed sitting around those tables and learning, but I think also that's things for people that um, they get the chance that they can hear those stories and try to get in the locker room or on the road trip or whatever it may be, because those are places that truthfully, when my playing career is over, I'm going to miss the most. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have your own podcast and you just get a press pass, you can do what we do and do it for a long, long time. We actually have a, a podcast here called the with authority and you know, we have a guy, Larry Beal, our main guy, he's on vacation right now, and rightfully so. And so we'd love to have you on and Casey, our producer. So we have kind of a big thing. We've been doing a lot of that in quarantine and learning about athletes and what they're doing. Just a couple more. I know your time is short here, Robbie, but uh, I saw a video also on YouTube. You were mic'd up against the Rams. I think that was the season finale a couple years ago. Yeah. How often have you been mic'd up by NFL films? And I didn't see all of it, but apparently you have some great karaoke skills too. So what's it like being mic'd up in an NFL game? You know, it's funny. A kicker, you get to talk to everyone on the sideline pretty much on game day, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that season, we're going into the last season against the Rams. And, you know, there were some things that uh, they had been asked me to do it. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Um, but that's just kind of me. I'm a goofball on game day. Uh, you know, if I get too uptight, that's when I usually play pretty bad. So uh, I'm usually always having fun. The most fun I, I think I've ever had uh, in a game was actually the Super Bowl. And my kids are like five rows up off the sideline. And I could see them singing and dancing. And I was doing the same thing. So it's just kind of who I am on game day. And, um, you know, it's fun because I can talk to everyone and anyone yeah, on game day. So it's it's been unique to be mic'd up. But here's the thing, though. When people mic you up, they don't want to talk to you as much. So you have to, <laughs> you can't really tell them. But then when they start getting into conversations, like, no, no, we, I'm mic'd up. You can't, you know, so you don't tell people you're mic'd up. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of that at like Hard Knocks or just I watch a lot of NFL films. The two Super Bowls, I think both from the Miami, right? Obviously last year, but then with the Bears. Um, what is it like playing in the Super Bowl? Uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, it's would be more incredible if we would have won both of mm-hmm. them. But, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that would probably tell you that they never got a chance to play in them and that they would love to play in at least one, let alone two. So uh, I've been fortunate enough. My brother coaches for the Denver Broncos and he won the Super Bowl here as a special teams assistant coach. And I was able to be in the stands for that one and be, watch him with the trophy and, and, and hopefully one day in the near future, um, I'll have that opportunity as well. I know that it's not official. This is, I have two more for you. I know it's not official that the fans are going to be let back in, but there was good news today from Governor Newsom. We saw a statement from the 49ers if and when the fans can come back. I mean, you've played without fans. So what's it going to be like if the fans can come back, hopefully for that game against Packers on that Thursday, in November? Yeah, I think it's great that, you know, the governor's doing an amazing job of 
uh, obviously handling the pandemic. I mean, he's got one of the largest states to control uh, in this entire situation. I think they've done a great job of being at the forefront of that. And then obviously I think uh, when it comes to sports and having fans in the stands, uh, I think it would be great for us to have that. And uh, I think, you know, it'll be amazing um, to have them there on that day. And I'm excited that Santa Clara County uh, is going to be able to work on and towards uh, allowing that to happen. And um, I think the players, just like the fans, um, with the safety protocols that Santa Clara County will mm -hmm. be put in place because they've been extremely strict about those. Obviously, you see the announcers wearing masks in the mm -hmm. booth and everyone around the stadium is wearing those. I'm sure they're getting their temperature checked. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of protocols that go in place that I think as players will know that it's safe. And as, as fans, um, I'm sure the 49ers will do a great job of spacing everyone out, just like you've seen it other NFL stadiums. And quite frankly, I, you know, I haven't really heard of a lot of um, issues, obviously, other than the beginning one with Kansas City. So uh, it seems like uh, they, the 49ers, the NFL, uh, the governor and Santa Clara County can uh, rely on a lot of that, that feedback from other stadiums and places to be able to put those protocols in place so that it doesn't happen. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be excited for it. And I'm excited that the governor's making those steps to go in the right place for us well, to have I, that happen. I know every fan now, now that they know that you have this going on, they're gonna be looking at every field goal and hoping those, that ball goes through the uprights the rest of the season. And uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, I just wanna make sure last chance to give you any other additional plugs or if there's something I might not have asked you you wanna say, I wanna make sure to give you the floor here. No, it was great. I appreciate you having me. And obviously, um, thanks so much for sharing the word on what we're doing. And anytime you guys need anything, just feel free to reach out. Yeah, or if you want some three boring sports guys on your podcast, I mean, we're yeah, always up to uh, for sure. be, on, be on your show, <laughs> for sure. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks so yep. much. With authority.